0: This message is from Grace Church, located in Frisco, a suburb of Dallas-Fort Worth. The Grace Church website is gracechurchfrisco.org. Rob Tombrella is a pastor at Grace Church and the speaker on this message. Uh, But what we just heard read has got to be one of the greatest surprises in all of history. Now we don't know the specific backstory on these shepherds, but we know enough of what their life is was probably like. To be a shepherd means to make one's work outdoors. It meant that you were at the bottom of the scale of power and privilege. You were a despised class of people probably owing to your poverty and uh, these people had a bad reputation in the community of being theft. Some were but many were not and that uh, meant they had a bad reputation among people. And their work among the animals kept them from obeying ceremonial laws. They were viewed as unholy and unworthy and and really not worthy of God's grace in their lives. See, kids, the fact that nobody today wants to be a shepherd in the school play goes back a long, long way. (laughs) Nobody wanted to be a shepherd way back then either. Well, out of nowhere, Luke tells us these shepherds get the surprise of their life where he says suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The angel appears out of nowhere. It comes uninvited. It comes unannounced. It comes an awful lot like Uncle Eddie. Now, we can imagine that this is a hallmark holiday experience. After all, who doesn't want an angel visiting you at Christmas with the glory of the Lord shining all around you? That sounds wonderful. We can imagine this, this angel looks a little bit like Roma Downey, uh, perhaps Michael Landon from Highway to Heaven, or Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. You can take your pick. Uh, if Michael Landon showed up at my Christmas holiday event unannounced, that wouldn't be so bad. That would be an incredible experience. I mean, or Clarence, you know Clarence? How many of you watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life? Clarence, if he showed up with a copy of Tom Sawyer, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? But in the Bible, anytime an angel shows up, it's usually terrifying. We know that's true in this case because the shepherds are filled with great fear, Luke tells us, or overcome with great terror. And the reason for the fear is that the Bible never describes angels as sweet old men who are earning their way and earning their wings in heaven, and especially not, you know, chubby cherubs who are floating around on a cloud somewhere, but rather they're majestic messengers of God Almighty who are more powerful than anything you and I can imagine. And when people experience angels in the Bible, they're either uh, running away from them in fear or they're tempted to bow down in them and and among them. Either way, you would never, ever want to be touched by an angel. And not only that, but they are intensely bright beings. The Bible says that God's inner character is so holy and so pure and beautiful that it physically shines. that that, That shine is called the glory of God. And God's glory is breathtaking in its beauty, but it's also terrifying at the same time because that glory and that brightness shines and exposes every kind of darkness in its path. And angels who behold the shining glory of God nonstop, day and night, keep having this, this bounce off of them anytime on rare occasions they visit earth. 700 years before this night, the old prophet Isaiah told the story of the time he encountered the shining glory of God. In chapter 6 of Isaiah, it says he saw the glory radiating off of the angels. And he concludes, woe to me. He pronounces doom upon himself. He says, I'm doomed. My life is over. I'm a dead man. And the reason he thought this, he goes on to say, is because I'm a sinful man. I have filthy Lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. And like these shepherds, Isaiah found out that the glory not only lit up everything that was visible, but it lit up things that were invisible, going all the way into the dark places of his heart to reveal who he really was and what he needed the most. You see, when God shows up, He shows us who we are and he shows us what we need the most. And so it's only appropriate that the angel goes on to say, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, is there anything on your Christmas list that tops great Joy. You got anything coming your way this Christmas? Wives, have you given hints to your husband, you know, maybe 30 days ago that you're hoping to get tomorrow that's going to bring about great joy? All of us are pursuing and hoping for great joy. and Oftentimes in this season, we're hoping for it more than any other times. We really want great joy in our lives. Nobody I've ever met has ever said they don't want great joy. But what the angel announces to these shepherds is that great joy is a person and he is wrapped in swaddling clothes and he's lying in a manger. What they're saying is that God of very God has lowered himself and become vulnerable and bruisable and able to be betrayed and humiliated and even killed. And before they can even process what that could mean, they get another unwelcomed experience when one angel is suddenly joined by a thousand of his close friends. In verse 13, Luke tells us suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. A multitude. Now, a host is a large army of a thousand. But this is not just any army of a thousand. This is an army of a thousand angelic beings, like the being that they've just encountered. And this is not just one legion of angels, but it's a multitude of the heavenly hosts, Luke tells us. And that leads some scholars to think that Luke is indicating that in this moment, every single angel in heaven is showing up for the announcement of the Savior. Now, you thought you had a really big gender reveal party. This is the ultimate reveal party. Every angel in heaven stops what they're doing to come together to sing to God one loud, unrehearsed song. And here's how it went in verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and... On earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, does that sound crazy to you that every angel in heaven would come together to sing one chorused song? Well, many of us this year for Christmas will travel. Some of you have already traveled, welcome guests. Some of you are heading out tomorrow. That's us. We're going to go visit some family and we're going to travel. And for us, any time that we travel, it always equals packing. You're going to pack a suitcase. You're going to pack some bags. You're going to load up the car. You're going to pack the van airtight. And you're going to head to wherever you're going to go. Some of you, many places you're going to go on the tour of Christmas. But whenever God travels to us, it means he has to unpack. He has to let other things go. In Philippians 2, it's described this way. Though he was in the form of God, this is Jesus, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Max Locato describes the lowering and the traveling of the Son of God this way. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus, holiness sleeping in a womb, the creator of life being created. God was given elbows and eyebrows, two kidneys, and a spleen. He stretched against the walls and floated in the amniotic fluids of his mother. Now when angels see God do that, they stop everything and they come together and they sing about it. And just as quickly as they come together to sing on this forgotten field, they descended back to heaven, away from them, literally in a blaze of glory. And if you can imagine a super loud place suddenly getting really quiet, the dust settles, their eyes start to adjust back to the dark, everyone catches their breath, they make sure that they're all alive All their limbs are there. One of the shepherds makes what's got to be the most obvious proposal in history. Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they all say that's a good idea. That's a crazy idea. I know where you came up with that idea. Let's all do that. Let's all go exactly where. The angels have declared for us to go, and so they go. They go in haste, verse 16 tells us. They go, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. What the angel had said was true. If they obeyed the angel's voice, they would have found the baby, and they did obey, and they did find the baby there. And it says, when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Now, don't miss this. The angel saying the peace of God is with those with whom he is pleased. Or some translations say with whom his favor rests. Which leads to a very significant question here tonight for all of us. How can I know the peace of God and receive his favor in my life? How can I know that I'm pleasing to God and have that kind of peace? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us how in Romans chapter 5. He says it this way. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The shepherds believed and they responded to the good news of peace. And that believing and that responding is called faith. Faith is a thing that reconciles us to God because it rests Fully on Jesus as our Savior. Whose death on the cross justifies us. And whose resurrection life puts God's glory into our hearts. And when you give Jesus your life. Even if that's nothing else that you have to offer to him. You can rest assured that you have peace with God. Even when nothing in your circumstances change. As it happened with these shepherds. God did not reposition the shepherds. He didn't give them some new platform some level of fame he doesn't give them a new job they don't have a new zip code or new geography they don't become wealthy we don't know their names to this day in fact kids to this day don't want to be them in school plays but they were never the same it says the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God the glory that they saw was now inside their hearts And now they are singing out the song of the angels, praising God for all that they had heard and all that they'd seen as it had been told them. Now, I can't relate to Joseph, and maybe you don't either. Maybe you don't relate to Mary. Maybe there's no way you could relate to Magi who found the Messiah through astronomy. But you and I are not so unlike these shepherds. You didn't choose certain aspects of your life. You didn't choose some of the ways that you've suffered. You haven't chosen some of the boundaries placed around you. Maybe you've been despised. Maybe you've been rejected. Maybe you've been told God's grace is out of reach for you. Maybe it's for other people, but it's not for you. Maybe you think God's forgotten about you. Maybe it's just been one of those years. You know what I'm talking about? Just one of those years where you experience a great number of challenges and difficulties. And you need great joy in your life like never before. I have good news. For unto you... Unto you in your unique circumstances, in your field, in your family, in your trouble, is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this Savior can forgive anything in your past, any dark thing. This Savior can reverse any mistake in your life. This Savior can restore anything that's been torn down by you or by somebody else that you know. This Savior can fill the void of loss. He can fill the void of death. He can fill the void of betrayal. This Savior can reverse everything sad and bring us great joy. And if you think back, you can probably remember some moments Maybe this year, when you've sensed God might be speaking to you and might be shining some of his glory on your life. Maybe you responded and maybe you didn't. Maybe it was loud. Maybe it was in a loud way in your life this year. Maybe it was in a very, very quiet way. What could make this night different from those times is a decision to trust the promise and move towards Jesus in faith. So I kind of made fun of the, the shepherds a little while ago when I said it was just obvious. It was an obvious thing. And I said that in the first service today. It was obvious that they uh, should go to Bethlehem after experiencing something so dramatic. But just because it's obvious doesn't mean they, they would have done it. Just because God says something and speaks something obvious to us and in our lives... Doesn't mean necessarily that we respond in faith. But they do respond. They, go, they come to the conclusion, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. God's revealed something to us about himself. Let's respond and go and respond in faith. And that's what God is inviting us all to do tonight. He's inviting us to come home to him and to not delay, to make haste like the shepherds, to move towards the glory. To acknowledge that real joy is found in one place and his name is Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. He's inviting us home tonight. And it's up to us to respond and to trust him in faith. And if you agree with that, if you agree with the message of the angels, would you pray with me? If we could all bow our heads and pray together. God, we believe the angels' message tonight. We confess that you are a savior. And we acknowledge that you and you alone alone can lead us to great joy. And that is what we all need. Whether our life is on a high or whether we're experiencing a great low, what the angel promises that is found in Jesus is what we all need. And so, Lord, we just confess that you were born for this, to die, to bring us to life. And so, Lord, we trust you and we acknowledge that you can give us the life and the joy so desperate for. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Grace Church. For more information, visit our website or write us at podcast at gracechurchfrisco.org.